Previously on the Simply Human Podcast. Everyone loved my, my dad's buns. Pretty much. is what they, it boils down to. Well, they were especially sweet and hot. <laughs> smooth. Uh, it's episode seven of the Simply Human Podcast with your host, me, Mark Rogers, a human being, being human. My goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. We have some quality guests lined up for the rest of the year, and I appreciate everyone who takes the time to listen to the show. There are a lot of choices out there. Thanks for making the Simply Human podcast part of your day. And just FYI, my plan is to release a new show on the 7th, 14th, 21st, and 28th of every month, so the multiples of seven, uh, just to make it easier on me and you, the listener, to remember when new ones are coming out. On today's show, we talk to Amy Kubal. She's a registered and licensed dietitian specializing in the paleo diet and performance nutrition. We spend some quality time with Amy, then it's another hilarious edition of the Humans Being Human segment with a time-traveling conversation and her first edition of Rick the Caveman, something you will hopefully enjoy, and if you don't, we will never do it again. And we'll wrap up with our Simply Human tip of the week. And uh, we just thank you for bearing with uh, the levels as I as I try to get levels right and not having it blaring one moment and super quiet the next. So just bear with me. Sorry about that. I am, I am learning. Uh, you can find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. We've got a Facebook page, Simply Human Lifestyle, and a YouTube channel. Simply Human Kids is linked at the uh, simplyhumanlifestyle.com. Follow me on Twitter at simplyhuman5252. And then you can email me at any time, questions, concerns, comments at simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. So without further ado, our interview with Amy Kubal, where we discuss wiggle room, why being healthy is not just food, what kids should eat, fish for breakfast, and rock climbing. Here's Amy. All right, joining us today on the Simply Human podcast is Amy Kubal, and uh, Amy Kubal is a registered and licensed dietitian. She specializes in the paleo diet and performance nutrition. She holds both bachelor's and master's degrees in food science and human nutrition from Colorado State and works with tons of athletes from Ironman competitors, other triathletes, cyclists, marathoners, CrossFit Games competitors, MMA fighters, just the whole gamut of everybody, and we're just uh, honored and happy to have Amy on the show. Welcome, Amy. Hello, hello. Good morning, and I'm happy to be here. Cool. And it's been a, it's been a crazy morning for Amy. She's uh, she's been running around uh, crazy like a chicken with her head cut off, and and a chicken with her head cut off. We would we would uh, eat a chicken with its head cut off. Uh, so that's that's we, we could start might there. even eat the head. Yeah, yeah, it's true. The brain is a good part of it. So, mm-hmm. all right. So, kind of just knowing that you're a paleo diet uh, person, um, let's just kind of start with who you are. What is your philosophy of of overall health, and sort of how did you get started in all this? Okay, so I. Um Started, got into like when I, I when I first went to college, exercise science was was my was my major when I started, and um, I've always been very health geared. And I ended up changing my major to nutrition, and I was 
an endurance athlete and low fat, high carb diet, you know, typical. Right. Um, and, and when I started my career as a dietitian, I was what you would call just a regular dietitian, you know, um, just still whole grains are good and, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. And then through the evolution of my career and some chance meetings with people, um, my, my thought started to shift and um, now I'm, I'm more for on the side of taking a real food approach. Um, again, like uh, where, where I, my philosophies now is, is it all really depends on the individual as to what's right for them. Right. Um, I'm not going to go out there and say that paleo is the perfect diet for absolutely everyone on the planet because that's just not true. Um, but I believe that eating real whole foods is the key to to ultimate health. Right. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, would you would you agree with the sort of the point that you know there are there are things there's some wiggle room in in within health as far as like you said the paleo rules following the paleo rules isn't necessarily what's going to get everybody to their healthiest version of themselves. But with within that sort of wiggle room thought, there's also the non-wiggle room stuff, which is which is mm-hmm. sort of the, the absolutes of health. Would you, and as far as eating, would you agree with that? I would agree with that. Totally agree with that. Cool. Yes. Like, if you live on McDonald's and Oreo cookies and Coke, you're not going to be healthy. Right, right. right. You, you, you will survive. You will be alive, but you just right. won't be healthy and, and, and living an extraordinary life. Exactly. And now, it, can you never have an Oreo cookie? No, I'm not saying that. It, it, every once in a while, if you tolerate gluten well, an Oreo cookie is a perfectly acceptable treat. Right, right. Now, um, you, you said you're an endurance athlete. What kind of stuff did you do? Uh, and then are you still doing endurance stuff? Okay, so I did, I competed in marathons, trail marathons, trail races, um, half marathons. So running was my, was my primary um, com- competitive, wh- what I did. And I did some adventure racing also. Um, and then I did a lot of road biking when I lived in Colorado. So it was just a lot of, of endurance stuff. And now, no, I'm definitely not. My last marathon I ran, I think, mm, three years ago, and I, I won it. And cool. the, the last three miles were the most miserable miles of my life. And I said I was... In my head, I said, I'm never doing this again, and I haven't. <laughs> wow. So you have resolve, if in anything else, you are you do what you say you're going to do. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Okay, so in your opinion, what are the fundamentals, and, and not you know, we can go beyond uh, just nutrition here, but what are the fundamentals of being a human, a healthy human? Hmm, I would say... To be healthy, it's a, it's a lifestyle thing. It's not just food. It's not just exercise. It's your sleep, your stress levels, um, your your social life. Do you have one? Um, you know, like there's a lot of people that get so caught up in this diet and exercise thing that that is their life and that is their religion. And that's not healthy either. Um, 
from from the food and exercise standpoint, you know, it's not like those things aren't things that if you if you have issues with them that you can just avoid them altogether because you can't. Um, but looking for that that happy place where like exercise not too much but not too little, um, just move every day. Um, so movement is is huge um, for food wise. You know, eat good stuff most of the time, and and there is room for those treats, but it shouldn't be the bulk of your of your diet. And make sure you're sleeping seven to eight hours a night. Um, that you're you're not overstressed, and and you're just not running yourself into the ground on um, in other aspects. Does right. that make sense? Oh, absolutely. With- and uh, and the tens of listeners of this uh, podcast will will now understand why I wanted to have you on because the four pillars of the simple human lifestyle are eat, sleep, move, and enjoy life like a human. And you just touched on all four of those things. And you actually mentioned a social life, which I sort of put under the enjoy life category. Um, mm-hmm. And or the enjoy life pillar, and so yeah, I think that's all. That's all kind of right in tune with sort of my philosophy on health and and what I'm trying to to broaden that message uh, out. So that's uh, that's good. So um, you know, being a dietitian and and dealing with nutrition is sort of your vocation. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of people, especially you know, I've got uh, a, a son being born this week, and I've got two little girls, and I've got a lot of friends and that have little kids, and and there's sort of this thought that. You know, kids can just, oh, they can eat whatever they want. Just let them go crazy. They're kids. They're resilient. And then when they get to be older, they go through adolescence or whatever, then then they can be healthy and they can be fine. I mean, is that, is there, is, is that line of reasoning flawed in your opinion? You know, to a point, but on, on, on another token, <laughs> they are kids. Um, like, I've, I've had clients that have, well, am I giving should I worry about giving my, my kid fruit? Like, oh my God, fruit for your kid. (laughs) Uh, What, what I, what I say is, is basically at home, give them the good stuff, you know, give them good food, um, healthy food for the most part. And when you're out, that's a time where, let them have something. If if they if they go to school and somebody brings cupcakes, it's totally okay for them to enjoy that treat. Then right. I mean, I wouldn't say have your house full of you know every treat and and sugar cereal and all that stuff. But every once in a while, some of that stuff is okay. And as long as you fit it into a overall healthy diet, um, I say. It's it's fine. Right. Make sure they're getting. Don't don't let that stuff displace the healthy stuff. That's that's the key. Right. Yeah. The uh, the, the whole like not giving your kid fruit. Like fruit is one of our like unlimited. If they they can eat nine bananas if they want nine bananas. You know, like you go crazy on the fruit. And and sort of my wife's and my philosophy on on what you just said is okay. There's a pie chart and the and it, it represents all the food that your kid eats. And if, like you said, if stuff at your home is real human food, let's say that's 85, 90% of what, what they're going to eat, then that, then that remaining 10 to 
you can you can play around with a little bit, sort of that wiggle room that we talked about. But this is you know pertaining to kids, and it's yeah, if they have a cupcake at a party at school or something, if that's if that's not the norm, then it's okay, and it's, don't go crazy. Halloween's coming up, and yeah, the kids are gonna get candy. Like I'm not gonna be the parent that you know dresses my kid up and has them go collect candy from the neighborhood and then you know, doesn't let them have some of it, you know, like I'm not going to let them eat all of it anyway. So, so yeah, so I think that's really good. And so what, so what are some of the things like if you're talking to parents, what do you say, you know, here's a, a list of things that you need to have in your house? I'd say, you know, basically what, what you're eating. And right. so, so like vegetables, kids should be exposed to that stuff. Fruit, definitely fruit. Um, healthy healthy protein choices what 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 will the what do the kids like you know protein wise um healthy fat options so coconut flakes some nuts might be something good for kids nut butter um things like that and then also like let the kids shop with you take them to the store every week pick a new fruit or vegetable or meat to try and and look look at recipes when they get to that to be that the right age what what sounds good you know like what let's do this together let them help in the kitchen um think things like that and ultimately they should they're little they're little versions of you right so what are you going to feed yourself Right, and you can't like sit there and be eating, you know, a pizza and saying, "Eat your broccoli," and, you know, while you're, you know, chowing down on a pizza and ice cream. Yeah, that just doesn't work. And and I know a lot of people will say, "Well, my kid just won't eat vegetables." And so, what do you say to people? That's when I would ask that parent. Well, do you eat right. vegetables in front of them? Yeah, that's that's the thing. If, if if there are other options, if there are crackers or cookies as an option that are in sight to the the broccoli or the carrots or whatever it is, then of course a kid is going to choose that option. And you know, yesterday uh, for breakfast, I I was packing up some stuff for my girls for later in the day, uh-huh. and I was making them you know scrambled eggs, you know, cooked in butter or whatever. Well, they I look over and they had grabbed the little bag of carrots off of the counter that I was preparing for later. I you know you don't think of like carrots for breakfast well they just sat and ate all the whole entire bag of baby carrots and i was like that's fine okay have carrots if that's what you want right now Mm -hmm. go for it you know and i and so and like do do you have any thoughts or done you know any research or anything as far as like you know forcing kids to eat at certain times and or just kind of letting them eat when they're hungry and and that kind of thing definitely let them eat when they're hungry you know, if, if they're not hungry at lunch time or breakfast time, it's okay. It's they'll eat when they're hungry. That's where kids are. Well, we need to get back to right. where kids are. You know, they know when they're hungry. Your job is to provide them with nutritious foods. There's there's probably not a kid out there that's never going to be hungry for a cupcake. Right. I don't care if they're stuffed. That cupcake's going to be something that they eat because it's delicious, right? Right. Um, so don't always provide them with that. Don't just give them stuff so that they'll eat something. Right, right. Yeah, and it, 
Yeah, and if we know we're going to go to a place that has, you know, ice cream, like free ice cream or something mm-hmm. that they're going to have, a lot of times we'll we'll let them snack on strawberries or frozen mangoes or something before we even leave. And if, if they're hungry for it, go ahead and eat. So that way, at least they're getting something good in their system if we know we're going to go out and, and be exposed to some, some things that aren't, you know, always around the house. Right, right, exactly, exactly. So how, how do you tell people, what do you tell people that say, you know, I'm too busy, I can't eat, you know, human foods, I'm too busy, it's too hectic. Like what, are, what are some things that you tell people to do uh, to sort of, you know, be, be more human in, a, in an unnatural human world that we live in? I, I try to give them suggestions to make, to make it easier. So if eating out is your thing, you can make healthier choices when eating out, you know, and, and so give them ideas for that. Um, also, easy things to just take with them and have, and and that could be, could look like, you know, some canned tuna or they now have those packets of tuna, um, jerky, um, hard-boiled eggs, just Frozen vegetables are totally fine. Um, make things convenient. It doesn't have to always be. Oh, I, had, I cut my. I steamed fresh broccoli and I prepared this or that. Like make a bunch of stuff one night a week or one day a week, and then live off it for the rest of the week. That totally works. Nice. Um, and and if if something tastes good and you like it. You can have it more than once. <laughs> right. Now, what what are some things that maybe you eat that people give you a hard time about or, or say, oh, I would never eat that. Like for me, like I, I'm, I'm cooking bone broth right now and I, I, I do a batch once a week and I, I drink it, you know, every, try to drink some every day just a little bit. And people just think that's the most ridiculous thing they've ever heard. So do you have anything like that that you eat on a regular basis that you hear about, you know, from other people? Well, when I tell people that I like fish for breakfast, they tend to um, think I'm a little crazy. <laughs> Which, yeah, it's like it's you know, out it, man in his in his wild natural habitat would would very regularly probably have fish for breakfast. <laughs> it's pretty delicious. Yeah, like, what kind of fish? There is never a bad time for salmon. I'm sorry that that's about all I have to say about that. How do you cook it? Do you do it all different ways? Like, what's your what's your go-to salmon uh, dish? My go-to salmon dish is well, usually, if I had a grill, I would grill it. But right now, I don't have a grill, so I like saute it in a little bit of coconut oil, and then I throw either some zucchini or mushrooms or spinach or something with it, and kind of make a sort of hash looking thing uh-huh. and and I eat it and it's delicious yum yeah I, I'll uh I'll get some with the skin still on it and put and mm-hmm. cut them into fillets and put them in foil but close the foil up where there's still some space inside of the foil okay and bake that for like you know, 20 or 30 minutes at like three, 350, somewhere in there. And it sort of, sort of steams in the oven. Uh, I'll also do it like in a steamer, just throw it in, in my steamer that I have. Uh, and yeah, the girls, my, my four-year-old in particular love salmon. And if, you know, I try to get it in as much as possible, uh, it's just so stinking expensive when you get like the actual real salmon and not the, yeah. you know, not the fake salmon as I call it. <laughs> Not, not white fish dye bread. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So 
you know, we talked about we talked a lot about nutrition and food, and you mentioned uh, uh, that you used to do marathons and you don't anymore. So, so what is your, uh, you know, talking about the move pillar of of the simply human lifestyle? So, what is your move philosophy now? How, how do humans move in the most healthy manner? You know, just to have them move. Period. In in this day and age, is is huge. So. Take a walk, even. I tell people, take a walk. It's okay. I mean, that's exercise. That's right. probably more than, than you're currently doing. Get up every, for five minutes or ten minutes every hour um, from your work, from the computer, and, and walk around. Take the stairs more. Simple things like that. Um, I would, I, I, you don't necessarily need to go to a gym and have a workout, right. and and I see these days like a lot of people are into into CrossFit, and they go and they do their CrossFit workout, and it's 15, 20 minutes. Um, you know they're short, they're short and intense, and then the rest of the day they sit and do nothing. Right. And they think, oh, I worked out. Well, yeah, you did, but ultimately it's that movement throughout the day is what makes you healthy. Right. Right, and it has nothing to do with, oh well, I'm not, I, I don't burn a whole lot of calories when I go for a ten minute walk, and people get hung up on this whole calorie burning part right. of exercise. Yeah, let's keep your body healthy. Right, now, move and movement is key in that, and if you if you can move, move. It's just. You don't need to have your butt glued to your seat all day. Right, and it's not rocket science. Like you don't need to, to come up with, you know, find some plan and pay money for some plan. I mean, that's what that's part of the thing. It's like this, why it's the simply human lifestyle. Like make it simple. Like how easy is it? To, you don't even need shoes. Just like go walk. Just walk around. Like it's the most simple, basic thing you can do, and it has such profound health benefits um, when combined with you know a, a healthy sleep cycle, and you're eating human food, and you're not you know just sitting around and stressing and worrying and and not doing things, not not being around people and all that, uh, which is the enjoy part of it. Yeah. Speaking of the enjoy part of it, so what is something? that Amy does to make life more enjoyable or what is something that you just really love about life and it doesn't have to do with anything food or paleo or anything? Hmm, I really love my family. I have got a five-year-old, a seven-year-old um, nephew, a five-year-old niece and a one-and-a-half-year-old nephew and they are so much fun and I they, they make life enjoyable every time I talk to them or see them or it's that's what life is they're so excited about everything and <laughs> I I love that and and I want to be excited about everything just like them yeah that's you know with the four and three-year-old and then this a baby coming it's like they're little clean slates and they just have no they've never I just read this book that I would highly recommend to everyone that listens to this called Flinch. I think it's Julian Smith, but it's it's the Domino Project uh, and it's a book called Flinch and it talks about how kids just uh, you know have this instinct where they just reach out and they don't they haven't been conditioned so they'll reach out and touch you know uh, something that's hot and or and it, they'll they when they climb at the jungle gym they have no fear and it, it and because they're flinch you know as you get older sort of listen to that flinch fight or flight uh deal and you tend to flight more and you become you know sort of this afraid 
thing that is just scared to do anything and that that translates to job interviews and all throughout life and so it's like if we can get back to to you know sort of ignoring you know to a safe degree not just like oh i'm not gonna ignore the crosswalk and just walk into oncoming traffic obviously uh but if you can ignore that flinch response and just get out and be more childlike and just you know have experiences and and know you're gonna fall down and and skin your knee and that's okay and that you you become a better person for that yeah i I love uh watching the girls and uh my girls and and just watching them live (laughs) yeah that that's yeah that's like how did we forget to do that it's like we forgot how to be happy right right all right Um, i also like rock climbing a lot rock climbing (laughs) yes cool yeah my brother's a big rock climber and that's uh uh, i was just thinking this morning you take like a bodybuilder and a rock and someone who's good at rock climbing and you put them in a in a functional situation like push them out of a boat or throw them into a, a ring with a bear or something and i take the rock climber every time because <laughs> like they're just they're just so strong and uh you know from from head to toe it's just a, a different level of strength yeah definitely it's, it's di- yeah and to me it's like putting a puzzle together right yeah there's a mental aspect of it too right yeah it's challenging and like okay can can i put my foot there is it gonna stay can i pull myself up here so yeah i like it we are gonna gonna end the interview now and then uh hopefully we're gonna have amy on in future podcasts uh in the humans being human segment uh so amy kubal i really appreciate your time and tell people where they can find you and and how to to learn more about what you're doing um my to, to the best way to get in contact with me is to send me an email and my email is amyk.rd at gmail.com. Um, I'm on Twitter at, and my handle is at amykrd. Um, I do a, quite a bit of blogging for um, robwolf.com. And um, just just Google me, and, and you'll probably come, come up with an article. I also write um the ask the rd column for paleo magazine so i'm around i'm around very good now are you going to be at paleo fx in april i most definitely will i will be there as well so i think i'm taught i think i'm speaking this year oh sweet yeah that's great i uh that's going to be like a month after my week long survivor training camp that i'm doing in in the austin area uh, Very cool. So I'll 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 be uh, you know I'll know how to hunt small game with twigs and things at at, at, at Paleo FX. So <laughs> nice. Cool. You can kill me a squirrel or something. There you go. Yeah, there's plenty of them down there. But <laughs> all right. Well, Amy, I sure appreciate it, and uh, we will hopefully uh, be able to keep up with you and have you back on at some point in the future. Awesome. Thanks for having me. You can find Amy at robwolf.com. That's R-O-B-B-W-O-L-F, robwolf.com. Or just do what she said and Google her. It's time now for the Humans Being Human segment in our first edition of Rick the Caveman. He's an educated caveman, and he's on our show. That's right, an actual caveman on our show today. Believe it. Enjoy this. Check, check, one, two. All right. Uh, as I am, you know, been playing around with this uh, little mixer and podcast and the internet, I 
uh, actually was was doing that while I was cooking, and it's kind of like a, a chemistry experiment. Sort of uh, unintentionally, I was tapped into another dimension and and was able to. Uh, contact the past, the prehistoric past, and is actually able to make uh, audio contact uh, with a caveman uh, who it's it's really taken a long time to bring him up to speed on how the phone works, and I, I've I've you know instructed him how he could you know uh, it was just a, it's kind of this weird deal where there was sort of a phone. I guess someone else had had put the phone in the dimension from this. I don't know how it happened exactly. All I know is that he calls himself Rick the Caveman, and I, over the, about the last six months, I've brought him up to speed on some stuff. I've taught him to read <laughs> uh, <laughs> through through this uh, device, and I uh, have kind of, you know, and so anyway, his, his perspective is very interesting um, as one that does not know uh, what our modern things are. So uh, let, me, let me dial up... Uh, uh, Rick the Caveman, let's see, and uh, let's see if I can uh, connect with him. All right, uh, he's broken about seven phones uh, so far because he he's gets scared of them. Uh, we should be through. Rick, uh, Rick the Caveman, are you there? Uh, uh, speaking. Rick the Caveman, all right. Well, I'm glad. Uh, what's going on? Are you uh, in the middle of something? You're not trying to hunt or mate or anything, are you? Is it? Is it? Is this Mark? It is. It is Mark. Mark yeah, the, I think I may. Be, oh, well, I should probably. I'm, I may be the, the only, maybe the only person that you talk to you're via. You're the only person I receive phone calls from, <laughs> so uh, I don't know why I ask who it is. It's not like I've got a phone book full of people that are calling me all the time. It's weird. I was thinking just a second ago. I'm glad we're finally able uh, to to make this connection. It's weird. I was sitting in my cave. Uh, there was a fire, and I had a stick over the fire because. Uh, 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 all there is to do is, you know, put things in fire. And well, I hear this this metallic, like a uh, dinging, uh, maybe a ringing sound from a rock in the corner of my cave. I, I, I go and I pick it up and I, I smash it against the wall and I yell, "Oh, <laughs> cave spirit! Why are you yelling at me?" And uh, every time, apparently it's you, I, I, I can't get to the phone, the, the, the rock phone in time. But, but now we're able to connect, and this is good. This is a good thing we've got. Interpersonal communication. Yes. Technology. Yeah, and I just, I, I taught Rick the Caveman all about interpersonal communication and social uh, things like that. Uh, now, Rick the Caveman, tell everyone about your family. Uh, well, my family. I have a cave wife. I have a... Uh, that we all obviously uh, by by very definition we live in a cave uh, we don't uh, we there's not a lot of speaking going on we haven't invented uh, talking yet so we just a series of grunts and, and points it's really just very primitive uh, really very spartan uh, existence uh, if you will but you know we, we get along well uh, sometimes pull on her hair and, and she'll you know kick me in the teeth and we know what that means and we just we, we connect we feel each other i just need to get on teaching them how to use words that seems to be a much uh much more efficient way to communicate about things the funny thing about that rick the caveman is that that sounds a lot like how my wife and i communicate uh so not much changes uh in that regard so uh, it's the language of love mark it's the language of love yeah. now rick the caveman uh do you have children I have, I have uh, two two cave children. 
All right. Now, um, every every time that we have you on, we'd like to just hear a little bit about uh, your life and things, how they were back uh, in cave in cave times. Um, what what? You mean how they are? In cave how they are to you? They to are you. in cave times. I'm sorry, no and that, that's good. You've really come a long way with uh, learning your your tenses. Um, what what um what did you have for breakfast, Rick the Cave Well, for breakfast, uh, you know, I it's it's weird. Uh, not too long ago, one of my cave neighbors, which I don't know your your neighbors in the future, you all you know have barbecues and you play golf whenever that is uh we have kind of a more uh we don't really get along so much because everyone's just trying to kill each other each other and steal each other's stuff but uh one of my neighbors shared with me this, this uh a bird uh, it, it wanders around uh god i don't know the word for it because words haven't been invented uh it, but it's it makes a noise like a sound and these white uh, round, hard things, uh, they're not really round, they're kind of more like oblong, uh, fall out of the, you know, the back side of it. And now that I, now that I say it out loud, it's actually pretty disgusting sounding. That, it does sound you know, gross. Because at first, at, first, at first we thought it was poop. Turns out it's not poop. Uh, we call them eggs. But you thought you were I, eating I, the poop at, if initially? Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, you know, what are you going to do? It's a caveman. We don't have... <laughs> So yeah, so I think I think what you're doing is it turns is, out they're actually very very delicious. These yeah. these and it's pronounced egg egg okay. how I pronounce it. I say we. I'm the only one that uses words here, but well, egg. and I think you can that's start referring to that animal as a chicken. I think it's a chicken, and that is a good uh, food source. Now, do you chicken. keep do you keep it around just to eat the eggs, or do you do you eventually have you tried eating the actual chicken? Oh no! See, what we'll do is we'll take the the. <laughs> that word chicken i love that word that's such a great word i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna steal that is that right that's fine you I can use that, that, that word? you can use that chicken okay well like uh it's you know when the chicken like every once in a while uh it will get with other chickens quote unquote using my air quotes here and uh they'll they'll make more chickens and uh, they'll breed that way just kind of like how we humans do so we get a, a bunch of chickens together and every so often i'll grab one by its neck and you know wring its neck and kill it <laughs> just choke it and kill it and, uh, and then we'll we'll take the meat and we'll roast the meat over the fire it's really delicious this this is just kind of like a magical you know a magical animal it really. is. It is magical. It's delicious. It's delicious coming. It's delicious going. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're saying, Rick the Caveman. Now, let me ask you something. In in the future, in in my world, things that there's a lot of sugar in breakfast foods, specifically very sweet things, the uh, fruit juices and uh, syrups and sugar are are pre- uh, very prevalent uh, in our diet it, w- how much sugar do you uh, do you use oh sugar 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 mark sugar is extremely important to the day-to-day things that a typical caveman does sugar really? is extraordinarily important sugar? i can't reiterate how important it is to, to what we do every day well i'm a little shocked to hear you say that because really i thought i thought sugar was just sort of something that we recently started using uh oh. Mark, oh, Mark, 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 oh, Mark, please. Rick the Caveman, you're in a great a mood today. I will use the, the stalks of the sugar, uh, sugar cane, so to speak. I use them to whip my children when they're being insolent. It's a great uh, discipline tool. I'll just whip them and they cry real bad. Okay, really, okay. 
kind of cathartic and funny at the same time. Uh, also, when I'm out in the woods, I will take some sugar stalks with me. And uh, when I poop in the woods, because that's where we poop, I use the sugar stalks to cover the, the, the up, so to speak. Okay. Uh, yeah. I will use, uh, and, and this is really, uh, I, I use it to thatch the roof of my house. These are just, it's just okay. a wonder plant. It really is. Okay, so you don't, it's you, it's just a terrific plant. Okay, so you use the sugar cane. You don't actually, you don't eat the sugar. <laughs> eat? Did you just eat the sugar? Yeah, people eat sugar oh, oh, a Mark, lot now. You're not and... to, no, Mark, you're not supposed to eat it. It's not, it's not the... Uh, like one thing I'll do is I'll dip the, the the tip of my spear in a sugar a sugar mixture to poison like uh you know other cavemen when I'm attacking and fighting when we're having these huge brutal wars but eating it yeah you're Mark you're not <laughs> just a word of advice don't eat that stuff don't eat the the purple berries and don't eat the sugar both of them will kill you just equally just just like that they're not good for okay you. so even Rick the caveman and his friends and enemies know. That sugar is not is not good. So, okay, well, are you telling uh, me you people in the future eat sugar? Rick the caveman, sh- people eat sugar oh. every day, all day, and it's 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 pretty crazy. So I I need to I'm gonna I'm gonna buy some sugar cane to whip my children with, um, and so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that's really all it's good for. To be honest with you, is utilitarian purposes. Eating the sugar How do people just die left and right just walking down the the uh, quote-unquote street, whatever that is, and you just fall over dead from eating sugar? It's poison. It's not good for you. That, hap- that actually happens it. quite a bit in that today. Well, uh, Rick the Caveman, I don't want to keep you... This could be the future you live in, huh? Yes. It's not, it's not all it's cracked up to be. Um, Rick the Caveman, I, I don't want to keep you too long. I know you have uh, things to kill, and uh, you need to beat your children with sugar cane. Uh, so I, I just I just want to tell you that I'm really proud of how far along you've come in your education, and you're speaking very good. Uh, and w- one of these days, uh, I'll pull up an old recording. Very well. I'm speaking very well. I'm sorry. Mark, very well. I'm sorry. Speaking very well. I'm sorry, Rick the Caveman, of course. I... Uh, <laughs> I should have known. No worries. But uh, Ruth K. Man, uh, we will be checking in with you periodically, and uh, uh, I appreciate it. And stay safe. And if you hear the uh, rock ringing, oh, uh, please answer because I'm probably the only one who's going to be calling you. Hey, I think that's uh, I think that's a terrific plan. Just FYI, thank you very much for teaching me, you know, to read and to to to, to use words. Uh, if you could. Uh, please send some more newspapers back here. There's really nothing to read. Uh, you sent me like an old Newsweek from like 1999. I'm like, okay, enough Lewinsky jokes. I get it. Okay, the whole thing. It's a cluster. But I'll like, send you the Harry Potter more, uh, series. Yeah, Harry Potter would be great. Yeah. Those wizards. I, wizards and vampires, by the way. Vampires, too. I hear I, that's I'll, all the rage. That's the all the rage now. So, Rick the Caveman, this has been a pleasure. Uh, and uh, tell your cave wife and cave children that we said hello, and we will check back in with you very soon. I will grunt uh, very approvingly at them. Thank you very much, Mark. Uh, thank you for having me. Thank you, Rick the Caveman. Hopefully that was enjoyable for everyone. Now it's time for the Simply Human Tip of the Week. And it's something you can start doing right now to be a more healthy human. And it is drink more water and less non-water. I recently wrote a couple of articles on the Food for Thought tab at simplyhumanlifestyle.com about how important hydrogen and oxygen are in the body. I'm not saying you have to drink gallons of it every day, but when you're thirsty choose water and only drink when you're thirsty 
Having plenty of water will help with metabolism and fat loss, headaches, joint pain, waste management, and a host of other incredibly human things. So drink water when you're thirsty, and there you go. So thanks for listening to this edition of the Simply Human Podcast. Coming up next time, it's popular blogger and Ironman athlete John Smith, that is his real name, of the Fit Fat Fast Podcast, which will be released on November 14th. Again, find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. There are links to the Facebook page and YouTube channel there. Follow me on Twitter at simplyhuman52. The Simply Human Kids page is part of that website. And you can email me at simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. Please subscribe on Stitcher or iTunes and leave a review, good or bad. Any publicity is good publicity. And that'll do it for this edition of the Simply Human Podcast. And remember... I use them to whip my children when they're being insolent. Great. Uh, discipline tool. I'll just whip them and they cry real bad. Okay. Really okay. kind of cathartic and funny. So until next time, enjoy yourself.